Welcome to Keeping It Real, a movie review podcast from My Warren. I'm Lewis Kerman, your host, and we've got two new ones this episode, and both titles are sequels and couldn't be more opposite to each other. First up is the follow-up to the 2019 feature film Downton Abbey, a continuation of the series of, yes, Downton Abbey. This one is titled Downton Abbey, A New Era. To get up to speed, here's one of the cast members of the series. Hello, I'm Kevin Doyle, and I play Joseph Molesley on Downton Abbey. That's right, he has a first name. Do you recall what happened last at Downton? If not, no problem, here's something fun to jog your memory. It's 1927, when a surprising letter arrives at Downton Abbey. In two weeks' time, King George V and Queen Mary will be visiting Downton Abbey during a royal tour. Upstairs, always practical Lady Mary worries about the... Ex- and when family matriarch, the Dowager Countess, learns that the Queen's lady in waiting visit brings pomp and circumstance to Downton. As well as there's assistant cook Daisy wavers on her wedding date to Andy. So when the local plumber shows up looking like a cinema star... Okay, let's just take a step back. I'll say this. If you're a fan of the show, you're really going to enjoy this entry. After all, it features the original cast and series creator Julian Fellows has penned yet another storyline, this time of the Crawleys navigating their way towards the end of the 1920s. A movie crew has rented the estate to make a silent feature starring fictional silver screen idols Guy Daxter and Myrna Daglish, played by Dominic West and Laura Haddock, respectively. These are newcomers to the franchise. A B storyline takes Lord Grantham and the youngest daughter, Sybil, to the south of France upon learning that the Dowager Countess, played by the one and only Maggie Smith, has inherited a villa from a recently deceased Marquis. There's a lot more here that I'm going to leave out. Suffice it to say, this is typical Julian Fellows, so no singular outing of his can contain any less than 10 or 12 characters. Start at the beginning. Years ago, before you were born, I met a man. They spend a few days together and he gives her a house. You never thought to turn it down? Do I look as if I'd turn down a villa in the south of France? And also, I'll say this, the production quality remains high. As to the uh, opening ten minutes, it's a mad dash of exposition dumping, which will probably require first-time viewers to rewatch it at least once, if not twice. But everything slows down after that to move along at just a nice enough clip thereafter. Director Simon Curtis is also new to the franchise, but by all accounts, this seems to have led to a positive impact. So even if you're not a follower of the show, or like me, you didn't go see the previous film, that's okay. A new era functions well enough as a standalone. If if I had to compare it to other franchise movies, I would say that this is like Star Trek First Contact. It would be a good parallel, because if you've never even seen the Next Generation series, that's okay. As for Downton Abbey, a new era, with its strong writing and a stellar cast, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. But with that, I will say goodnight and leave you to discuss my mysterious past. It seems the public only want films that talk. I should have thought the best thing about films is that you can't hear them. It'd be even better if you couldn't see them either. (laughs) And now for something completely different. This next one, I won't lie. I had no expectations, high or low, but it did surprise me. 
What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they gonna get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, AKA Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage expectations. Yep, you guessed it. This is the long-awaited sequel to the 1986, let me repeat that, the 36-year-old action film Top Gun, starring Tom Cruise. He's back as Pete Mitchell, call sign Maverick, in, what else? Top Gun Maverick. What the hell? Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. And we're off. In this long-awaited sequel, Maverick is still in the Navy, still a fighter pilot, and still a captain. He's also still wrestling with guilt over what happened to his co-pilot and best friend, Nick Goose Bradshaw. Complicating matters further is a new mission, requiring the latest Top Gun recruits to test their mettle in ways that even Maverick hasn't done. But he's also given the assignment as their instructor. Oh, I forgot to mention... One of his students is none other than the son of his late best friend, Bradley Bradshaw, call sign Rooster. Grown into combat on a level no living pilot's ever seen. Not even him. You think up there you're dead. Believe me. My dad believed in you. I'm not going to make the same mistake. For years now, I've been lukewarm on Tom Cruise, the actor. Suffice it to say, I still think his best role to date was playing Ron Kovic in Oliver Stone's 1989 Oscar winner, Born on the Fourth of July. That was a part that required that he actually played a role, different from himself. Having said that, I'm always here for Tom Cruise, the action star. His commitment to putting himself at physical risk, starting with the 1996 Mission Impossible, functions not just as good publicity. The results always entertain. Whether hanging from the top of the Burj Khalifa or clinging to the outside of an Airbus at takeoff, Cruz's part as star and producer of the Mission franchise has showcased his ability and willingness to create spectacle for the big screen. Here he takes the extra step of having himself and other actors, including his co-star Miles Teller, fly in actual F-18 fighter jets during the training and the battle sequences. Now, this required the cast members to undergo some severe training to withstand the physical demands of G-force pressure on them as they took flight. The results are nothing short of phenomenal. There's no CGI or green screen. They're actually in those cockpits. And boy, does it make for a wild ride. Someone's not coming back from this. Those are your pilots. Anything happens to them. You will never forgive yourself. 
Now here, it doesn't really matter if you're a Tom Cruise fan or a Gen Xer like me who always takes nostalgia bait, or if you just want to go see a thrill ride of a movie that's not based on a comic book. This is one that you're definitely going to want to catch on a large format screen, whether it's IMAX or Emacs or wherever. This is not something you want to watch on your iPhone. And I'll be honest, it's a good story. It caught me by surprise. There are five credited screenwriters on this one, including Cruz's go-to scribe, Christopher McQuarrie, who has written or co-written seven of the last eight movies starring Cruz. So there's compelling drama, fast-paced action, and even a new love interest in the form of Jennifer Connelly, which manages to stay just enough out of range of feeling like it's tacked on. All in all, this was a lot of fun. I'm going to give Top Gun Maverick 9 out of 10. Jeez! Having any fun yet? Now, as of this recording, both Downton Abbey, A New Era, and Top Gun Maverick are playing at the MJR Universal Grand on DeQuinter, so feel free to catch one or both over the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, this episode of Keeping It Real was written, produced, and edited by Lewis Kerman. And yes, that's me. And as always, if you want to hear more of our podcasts, be sure to check out our website, mywarren.org. That's M-I-Warren.org. Thanks for listening.